Welcome to a Data Sack Show debrief. We've done a handful of these. This is where we talk about sort of the high-level topics that were discussed on a show. And Costas and I can kind of go back and forth and maybe get a little bit more opinionated on the topics uh, that were discussed. Okay, here's my question for you, Costas. We were talking about data design. I learned a ton of things, but the subject of loading CSVs came up and column naming came up, okay? Which I think has just been the perennial problem of dealing with data since the beginning of, since the beginning of CSV file. How, what, but here's my question. We kind of laugh about that because it seems archaic. I think a lot of companies are still doing this. In fact, I would say most companies are still somewhere in their business process are loading a CSV somewhere. Yeah, of course. And they will never stop doing that. I don't think that this will ever like disappear. <laughs> there is a reason that we have so many CSV files out there. It's a very easy, okay, like data format to generate and handle in a way. But okay, it becomes like really problematic, like when you load this into a database and then you start like start like working with it because you don't have any kind of like the strict guarantees that you get from using like a proper data management system like a database when you are managing your data. We need always to remember that probably the most convenient or the most well-known data manipulation system like on earth is Excel and Google Sheets, right? Yeah. And I don't think that this is like something that's going to change anytime soon. And the data model behind these systems like is like a CSV at the end. That's how you interoperate with these systems if you want like to load and unload data. So we will keep having to do that. And okay, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's so bad. I think there are like probably like uh, worse things out there. But it's funny, like it keeps coming to my mind this kind of pendulum kind of behavior that like we have with that stuff. So I don't know how many of our listeners like remember like XML, right? So like the XML format is like the complete opposite thing from a CSV. Like everything is so, it's so verbose. Everything has to be so strict. You have a schema, you have attributes, you have objects, you have trees, you have like, it's crazy, right? So... The first attempt, like humans do, like, okay, this is a mess. Let's formalize it to death, like to a level that like... It's not... Let's lock it down. Yeah, and it's not useful anymore. It's just like yeah. so strict that like it's just like kills any kind of like productivity or like ability like to maintain or extend like the systems. And we keep going from one extreme to the other and like until we find the right balance, right? Yeah. So I think that's like what is like very, very interesting for me, like when I see how technology is like developed, because you can find many kind of these extremes, like with many different like technologies. And of course you can find that like with, with data, right? Like sure. another example is like the NoSQL movement. We had like the relational databases. We're like, no, too strict. Let's go to NoSQL. Then, oh yeah. shit, like doesn't work let's go back and then we have this new sequel thing which is something yeah. in between <laughs> and yeah it's an interesting very interesting back and forth until we find like through experimentation what works at the end yeah 
Okay, second question. We probably have to end on this one because these things are supposed to be five minutes. But second question. So what the one be super interesting. Yeah, I guess like we run the show. We can go as long as we want, right? <laughs> Debrief for an hour. The the other question. So a really interesting point was brought up in that sort of the, the end user interacting with the data, be that the the end user of a consumer mobile app, or I think the point that was brought up that was really interesting was thinking about your own employees as end users of the business data. Mm -hmm. And how a lot of times just because of the nature of, of humans interacting with data, different processes, all that sort of stuff, there tends to be problems that come with humans that are interacting with or manipulating data that they have to do because it's part of their job, right? And so the point was brought up that actually restricting that with pretty tight guardrails is empathetic, which I thought was a really interesting concept because it, it solves a lot of downstream problems. But I'm going to raise a counterpoint and I want your opinion. There's a trade-off. I don't disagree that if you lock everything down sort of on the interface side and goodness gracious, like everyone who's still using Salesforce Classic knows that there are problems in the interfaces that, that employees inside of companies as end users of data experience and that create major challenges. So I think the basic point is, is very valid. But there needs to be a level of flexibility. So I'll just give you one example that came to mind when we were, when we were recording the show. Let's say you have different salespeople within an organization, right? And they're going to follow the high-level process that's prescribed and, and maybe even mandated by a business but they're going to have their own individual style yeah. and their individual style actually relates to the way that they're going to interact with data that's in Salesforce or HubSpot or whatever tool they're using. And in reality, if you let them use their own style, they will probably become more productive, which means the business makes more money, or at least that there's, I think there's a very strong case for that. How do you find that balance, right? The end interface needs to be locked down so that you avoid downstream problems, so that you don't have variations in process. I mean, there are a lot of things like that, but if you lock it down too hard, you actually inhibit people from sort of doing their best and most creative work. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, 100%, I totally agree with you. Like, it's very easy to, to uh, end up, instead of offering guardrails to introduce bureaucracy, even if you are using like technology, right? I'll give you an example as an as a customer, okay? How this might affect you. Like, I don't know if you have ever experienced like going to a T-Mobile shop or like an AT&T shop. You want to buy like a new subscription or a new phone, and you have this like happy employee there coming with the tablets and like, yeah, let's activate <laughs> your new account. Yeah. Right. And suddenly there is a gap in time where they're typing, you're waiting, 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 waiting. Things do not work very well. Maybe they have to make a phone call. <laughs> like too many guardrails there. You see what yeah. I mean? Like that's exactly what they're trying to do. And you can see that it even might have like impact to the end customer. Mm -hmm. Like I, I mean, okay, I'm not annoyed that much because I don't have to do this like every day, but I always think like, okay, like why did it take so long? Like, what is the person doing? It's like exactly like all these forms and all these like um, guardrails that they are trying like to put on very complex CRM systems that make it difficult for the people like to do their job at the end, right? Yeah. 
Uh, and in many cases, it's just by basket again. Like that's the thing that like whatever you are going to do, you will reach like a point where you will have like how to say that like diminishing returns or something. Like it's not going to add any additional value, and still errors will exist. So you will still have to go and put like all these checks on your database systems, run your scripts, clean your data, da da da, and all that stuff. That doesn't mean that we don't need the guardrails, but I'm just trying like to reinforce like what yeah, that's a great that it's really hard to find this trade-off like and yeah. there is a trade-off there. Totally. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I was just thinking about um, just a couple of calls recently I've had with the utility company, right? Because I need to update something on the account where we pay our water bill. And it's so common to hear, hold I'm sorry, hold on, like my computer's taking a while to do this or you can tell that they're looking up information and so yeah that's, that's such an interesting point all right well we're probably over time super interesting episode subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and you'll get notified when the episode uh, comes up data design with kevin gervais and we will catch you soon